Well, good morning and can I add to Tom's welcome. We are so glad that you are joining with us this morning for Church Online. I'm so excited that I get the privilege of bringing the word to us this morning and I'm really excited about it. It's uh, one of these in-between weeks where we're um, not in the middle of a series and so I got the the scary task of choosing um, what I would speak about. And and as I was praying um, and thinking around what um, God was putting on my heart to share this morning, I really felt strongly that this is um, what I needed to bring to us this morning. Um, So I'm very excited and I hope that it challenges and encourages you this morning. I should say as well, I realised as I was preparing this that actually it's probably um, a subject um, that really we could have done a little series on. So uh, forgive me if you feel I don't touch um, enough on what you would like to hear about, but can I encourage you that if this um, sparks interest for you that you do your own study and meditation on the word um, about this sort of idea. So. What I'm going to be speaking about this morning is uh, the power of our words, the power of our words, and that the way that we speak and the things that we confess um, have the ability to change the way that we live. So I'm going to read to you this morning from James chapter 3, verse 3, um, and those will be up on the screen, but turn with me in your Bibles if you would like to. James 3, chapter 3, verse 3. When we put bits into the mouths of horses to make them obey us, we can turn the whole animal. Or take ships as an example, although they are so large they are driven by strong winds, they are steered by a very small rudder wherever the pilot wants to go. Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. Consider what a great forest they set on fire by a small spark. The tongue is also a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole body. It sets the whole course of one's life on fire and it is self, it and is itself set on fire by hell. Verse 7, all kinds of animals, birds, reptiles and sea creatures are being tamed and have been tamed by mankind. But no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. And with the tongue we praise the Lord our Father, and with it we curse human beings. We have been made in God's likeness, and out of the same mouth comes praise and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this should not be. Can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? My brothers and sisters, can a fig tree bear olives or a grapevine bear figs? Neither can a salt can a salt spring produce fresh water. Let me pray for us this morning. Lord, we just ask that as we open your word, you would speak your truth to us this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. The bit. The bit and the rudder are such small parts um, such small parts, but they have a huge impact. If you don't know what a bit is, maybe some of you don't. I, I assume a lot of you do. Um, but it's the piece that goes in the horse's mouth. Um, and so then the, the so now I'm going to be the one who doesn't know the things. And then the, the bridle and all the headgear that the horse wears are attached to the reins. The bit is the piece that's in their mouth um, that helps the rider to steer and turn their heads. And the rudder is the small part of the boat that helps to steer and turn the boat. And it says here, even when there's wind and waves and things, the rudder is able to help steer the boat where the the pilot wants to take it. 
can I tell you that you can't uh, solve the issue of a horse going wherever or a ship that's hard to steer by leaving the horse in the barn and putting the 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 boat in the dock and just leaving it there. And it's the same uh, with our tongue, with our words, with our mouth, with the things that we say and speak. Um, it, it's a small thing that can make a huge difference. Um, and and in this scripture in James, quite a scary kind of warning of uh, your tongue could start a fire and it uh, has this sort of power of life and death and it can speak evil and it can curse and praise and um, but how could these curses come? You know, it's quite a scary kind of uh, thought and perhaps it makes you feel like, well, it might just be better if we say nothing. But actually, um, a vow of silence, again, is not the answer. Um, is not at all the answer. Proverbs um, 16, 24 says to us, gracious words are like honeycomb, sweetness to the soul and health to the body. So it's good for us to speak because good words are good for our soul and for our health. Matthew warns us again um, in verse 12, 36, it says, I tell you on the day of judgment, people will give account for every careless word that they speak. And and the psalmist in um Psalm 141 verse 3 asks God, Set a guard, O Lord, over my mouth. Keep watch over the door of my lips because the tongue, like a bit in the mouth of a horse or the rudder on a ship, is powerful. Um, And so uh, this sort of leads to a question. Who is it that is turning the horse's head, holding the reins? Who is it that is steering the rudder? Where is it um, that our our control, the control of our our words um, is coming from. James points us toward the spirit of God working through the the new creation that we are to um, direct our words, to direct our path. We must be cautious because there is so much power in the words that we speak. James uh, verse 3, 7, all kinds of animals, birds, reptiles and sea creatures are being tamed and have been tamed by mankind. But no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. With our words, we are able to speak life or death. We are able to declare hope or speak negativity. Even wild animals are more easily tamed than our tongue. We are predisposed to speak death and destruction into our world. And that, again, seems uh, very scary and dramatic. But perhaps if we break it down, we are predisposed to gossip and lie and slander, to get defensive and to lash out at those that we love, to say unkind or untrue things. We, we are predisposed to openly judge people that we don't understand and speak out of our selfishness rather than um, from who God is calling us to be. So if we are predisposed this way, if our tongue is difficult to tame, what are we to do? James 3 verse 10 gives us a clue. It says, out of the same mouth comes praise and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this should not be. Can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? My brothers and sisters, can a fig tree bear olives or a grapevine bear figs? Neither can a salt spring produce fresh water. Nothing you do to a fig tree will ever make it an olive tree. 
you, you can't um, cut it in the shape of an olive tree and say now it's an olive tree. You can't replant it somewhere among some olive trees and say now it's an olive tree. It's a fig tree. It, 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 if it's a fig tree, it's a fig tree. Fig trees grow figs. A salt spring cannot be cannot produce fresh water. If the source is salty, then the water is salty. I'm going to read to you from Luke chapter 6 verse 43 says, No good tree bears bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. Each tree is recognised by its own fruit. People do not pick figs from thorn bushes or grapes from briars. A A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart. And an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So who we are at our core is what comes out of us, what we speak. The condition of our heart is revealed by the overflow of our words. So the question we have to honestly ask ourselves this morning and and each morning is, what is overflowing out of us? What is overflowing out of us in this difficult hard season? What is overflowing out of us as we remote school our children? What is overflowing out of us as we work in close quarters with our spouse? What is overflowing out of us as we go about this lockdown life? What is overflowing out of us is uh, a picture of the condition of our heart. So Matthew Verse 12, 34 says, You brood of vipers, how can you speak good when you are evil? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. It makes me think of um, my favourite psalm. Um, Psalm 51 says, Have mercy on me, O God, according to your unfailing love, according to your great compassion. Blot out my transgression, wash away all my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. Verse 3, for I know my transgressions and my sin is always before me. Against you and you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight. So you were right in your verdict and justified when you judge. Surely I was sinful at birth, sinful from the time my mother conceived me. And yet you desired faithfulness even in the womb. You taught me wisdom in that secret place. I'm going to skip down to verse 10. It says, Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore in me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. This is one of my favourite psalms. I know I skipped a little and I'm really going to focus in on one verse, but it is one of my favourites and I encourage you all to read it. But... I feel like we see a little answer to this here. We allow God through his spirit to do a deep work in our heart. The cry of the psalmist in verse 10, to create in me a pure heart, God, and restore to me the joy of your salvation. This should be our cry also. When we ask the question, who is steering our ship, who is turning the bit in our mouth, we should also be asking, what is the condition of our heart? 
Some people have uh, no hand on the rudder, no hand on the reins and just let whatever it is fall out of their mouth. And others uh, direct their tongue through um, emotions of what they're feeling in the moment. But the call here is that we need to know, we need to take it seriously, that we need to know the words that we have have power, the words that we speak have power, and we should consider them carefully. We need to ask God to crack open our chest and transplant a new spirit within us. Psalm 19 verse 14 says, Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, Lord, my rock and my redeemer. This idea that the overflow of our heart comes right out of our mouth and that uh, to have a clean heart and a pure heart and a good heart we have to turn to God and we have to ask him for that to be overflowing uh, who he is our core at our core we have to be uh, right with him and, uh, and and be seeking God in this so now with these two kinds of ideas established that uh, our words are very powerful and um, and that we need to, that they overflow from our heart, that they overflow from our sort of inner self. Um, and we need to align that with who God is and ask God to, to transform us from the inside. There are so many places we can jump off to from here about the power of the words that we speak into the world. The power of our words through prayer, what a gift prayer is, um, to be able to speak to God. And we know that prayer causes things to happen that wouldn't happen if we didn't pray. How powerful is prayer as we speak, as we declare, um, or, or the difference that our confession makes, or the way that a declaration can change, of faith can change everything, or the power that we have to call things that aren't as if they are, or uh, the words, the difference that the words we speak over ourselves and those around us can make. There are so many places we could go from here. And this is where I felt like this should be a series. I've got so much more to say. But as we sort of uh, bring it to, to a challenge and a close this morning, this is sort of what I want to land on. I want to challenge you to think about and to take stock of the way that you speak, to listen to yourself as you speak and the words that you say. Are they words of life or are they words of death? Are they, uh, are they words of hope and uh, peace and love and generosity and, um, and, and the goodness of God? Or are they words of negativity and despair? And what effect those words are having on you and those around you and, and the situation and the season that you find yourself in? Ephesians says uh, in verse uh, in chapter 4, verse 29, it says, Let no corrupt talk come out of your mouth, but only such as is good for building up, as it fits the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear it. Now, I want to um, pause here and be sure that you hear me. I don't want you to take this challenge um, as a challenge to be disingenuous and to um, speak positivity when everything is awful. I don't want you to lie about how your life is or feel like you have to hide the truth from the people that you love or, um, or stop you from calling out a situation that is wrong or challenging a friend when they need it. I, I want you to be genuine still. Don't be disingenuous, but we can still be honest 
and truthful while we overflow the peace and love and hope of Jesus. Proverbs um, again, I've got a couple of scriptures here from Proverbs. A soft, uh, in Proverbs chapter 15, verse 1 says, A soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. Or um, in chapter 11, verse 12, it says, Whoever belittles his neighbour lacks sense, but a man understanding remains silent. Or Colossians, where it says, But now you must put them all away, anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. Or in Romans, when it says, Bless those who persecute you, bless and do not curse them. It is because the words that you speak have power. The words that you speak have power. And so I would encourage you and challenge you to be checking yourself. And if the words that you are speaking are aligning with the character of God in this difficult season, are you speaking goodness? Are you speaking joy? Are you speaking hope over yourself and the people you love and the situation we find ourselves in in this lockdown? Are you speaking the character of God into the situation and into the atmosphere? Human beings, we are the only thing on the earth that can communicate the way that we do, who speak uh, and can articulate ideas the way that we do. And actually, in fact, Ben and I were watching um, David Attenborough's new film just the other night, and uh, he said something that really just struck me, that human beings, um, and it is such a gift from God, that human beings are the only thing on earth that can imagine something that isn't yet. We can imagine something that isn't yet. We can look to the future. We can dream dreams and we can have visions and we can look ahead and imagine something that isn't and call it as if it is. And, and that's an incredible gift that has been given to us. And so our words have power in these situations. And so we must take them seriously. So the challenge is this, take stock of what you say about yourself. Take stock of what you say about others and, and, and pause and listen to what it is that you're saying about the season of life that you're in or the situation that you're in. Are you declaring death over that situation or are you declaring life? Because if it doesn't reflect the heart of God, then I challenge you. Psalm 51 verse 10, create in me a clean heart, God. Allow God to do a work because who we are in internally who God is uh, shaping us to be will overflow out of us from from the abundance of our heart our mouth will speak our, our words have so much power to create um, a future that only God knows and so we have to rely on him and trust him even in the difficult times being genuine of course about how we're feeling and what we're going through but let us speak hope into hopeless situations let us speak life not death let us speak joy not negativity let us speak goodness into the situation and i promise you that a declaration of faith that that as you declare it as you speak it out as you seek god on these things something will change in the atmosphere because our words they have power and that is why scripture tells us again and again and again to guard our hearts and and to be careful and guard our mouths and guard our tongues and uh, and the only way that we can do that is by relying on god and who he is um, and trusting him with that so my prayer this morning is that we would all uh, have our 
have a heart transplant this morning, that the Spirit of God would be doing a work in us and that we would see hope and positivity and love and peace and joy in our situation, in our homes and in our lives. Can I pray for you, Lord? I just thank you for this community, for the SBC SBC Church community. Um, I thank you that you are a good God who loves us, that you're a God who uh, makes a way. And so, God, we just declare this morning that you are good. We declare that you love us. We, we speak it out. We speak it out, and we know that you're a good, good God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for being here with us this morning, church. We invite you to join us for our Zoom, um, but we'll be praying for you this week.